everybody everybody gets baptized like, everybody get gets baptized you get baptized everybody gets some water hi i'm jackie newsom and i'm isaiah lewis and this is under god we are two outsiders who are coming together to question the text and build community together thank you all so much for listening thanks I'm super excited because today has been absurd and I feel like I really feel like doing this Lectio Divina like engaging in this prayer practice will set the tone for my weekend um and help me sort of yeah be be present in ways that I have not been present this week um but I think it's a reminder to to everyone who's listening that this is a prayer practice This is an opportunity to meditate and to focus on the biblical text, to ask questions of yourself, of God, to listen to yourself, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to listen to your life, to listen to your week. Like this is, this is an opportunity to be still, even if you're not literally being still, right? Even if you listen to this while you're working out or I have a friend who listens while she washes her hair. Like there is still, there is stillness available. And that's what I'm hoping for out of this episode. So Isaiah, you want to tell us a little bit about um, what we're, what we're going to read and why you picked it? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're going to read Acts of the Apostles. Um, we're going to read Acts chapter 10 verses 34 to 48 um the lectionary assigned readings for this week said uh to read 44 to 48 but um jackie and i thought that was too skimpy and we wanted more to talk about um so we're gonna start with 34 i really like acts it is the second half of uh the gospel of luke and it is an adventure story Okay. I mean, I'm very excited, not going to lie, mostly because I didn't read it before just now. So I'm super excited for real, for real. Um, This is going to be one of the most genuine Lectio Divina like practices that I have done on this podcast (laughs) because I need this in this moment right now for many reasons. So should we just do it? So do you want me to explain what we do or do you think we're good? I feel like call us. If you have questions, just call us because you probably know us. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> we'll, ex- we'll explain next episode. We'll remind y'all next episode. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, ridiculous. Okay. No, it's fine. It's just it's just a prayer practice. Um, we reflect, we read the text, we read it twice, we cut one of them out, we reflect on the text, we talk about what stands out to us, and then we give you context. And then we preach a sermon without fail. <laughs> it's true. One way or another, we end up with a sermon. <laughs> so the end, that's what we're doing here. Let's go. Let's run it. Okay. Um, Acts chapter 10. Verses 34 through 48. Peter said, I really am learning that God doesn't show partiality to one group of people over another. 
Rather, in every nation, whoever worships him and does what is right is acceptable to him. This is the message of peace he sent to the Israelites by proclaiming the good news through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism John preached. You know about Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit and endowed with power. Jesus traveled around doing good and healing everyone oppressed by the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, that God raised him up on the third day and allowed him to be seen. Not by everyone, but by us. We are witnesses whom God chose beforehand, who ate and drank with him after God raised him from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on everyone who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. They heard them speaking in other languages and praising God. Peter asked, these people surely received the Holy Spirit just as we have. Surely no one can stop them from being baptized with water, can they? He directed that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited Peter to stay for several days. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right. So now we um, say words and phrases that stick out to us. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. Check. Sorry, I said check because in our church, whenever we agree with somebody, we say check. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> you better check. <laughs> Partiality. Mm. I really am learning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Astonished. Surely no one can stop them. These people have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. Like the these people. Mm-hmm. Everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Mm, mm-hmm. We are witnesses whom God chose beforehand. Mm. Yeah. Check. I like check. I have to remember to use it. Yeah, it's good. It's just like, yeah. I Like, I agree. Yes, me. Yes. Yeah. I feel, I, yeah, I feel like having to read the words instead of following along, I caught new stuff. Like, like I was reminded about the, the, Healing everyone oppressed by the devil. Yeah. It stuck out to me um, when you read it, but also when I read it, just both times um, was the repetition of, you know what happened, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. 
And I think that's interesting because of who Peter is speaking to. Like he's speaking to a group of Jewish and Gentile believers, right? So he's saying, like he's having this like realization, but he's saying like, you know what happened. And he's not just speaking to one group of people when he says that, he's, he's saying it to everyone, which I think is really interesting. Peace, this is the message of peace. That stood out to me because I feel like that then reorient, like I, it feels like this whole thing is strategic and trying to remind everyone, but perhaps especially the circumcised believers, right? In verse 45, that we're all on the same team. Mm. And if you, if you have recently been thinking that we're not, here, rain down Holy Spirit. Like, here's the proof. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like, this feels like, like an admonition, a reminder, right? Like a, a bringing together. He is Lord of all is not, I'm reading that as like inclusive versus, I feel like sometimes when people say it, it's like punitive almost. Or has a, here go the dogs, Lord of mercy. Or has like a whitewashed effect. But I'm not reading it that way in this instance. I think you're absolutely right. And I think it could be helpful to back up a little bit. Um, So like, this is right after Peter meets with Cornelius and goes to his home. And then he has this vision. First, Cornelius has a vision, which is what makes him invite Peter to come to his house to begin with. Um, so he has a vision first, this Gentile believer, and then who's a centurion also, which is a big deal. Um, Peter comes, he has a vision of all these unclean uh, animals spread out on this sheet that God tells him to like kill and eat. And he's like, what? No, that's disgusting. I can't do that. And God's like, don't call anything unclean that I've called clean. And then that happens a couple more times and Peter still is like, I don't, I don't understand what the message is here. It says uh, in verse 19, while Peter was brooding over the vi- the vision, the spirit interrupted him, <laughs> which I love. I love the CB for that translation. Basically, he finds out through this interaction with Cornelius that what it means is that the circumcised and uncircumcised believers are neither one is is pure is is more pure right like the jewish believers are not clean and the gentile believers are unclean um because god doesn't work like that and that's what the vision's about um and so peter is like in real time having this revelation while he's talking about well but this is who jesus is he's like just figuring this out while he's talking basically Mm. um which i think is really beautiful and then we have this you could call it a second pentecost right because the first one is like with the jewish believers in chapter two and now we've got the gentile believers also having the exact same thing happen nobody calls them drunk this time but otherwise it's the same thing that happens and so 
it has to become clear to everyone who's involved like no really like the gentile believers are the people of god too (laughs) so this may be weird or random and totally off but of course i'm gonna say it anyway i'm excited and perhaps it's the combination of (laughs) me trying to do the parker palmer let your life speak thing and me trying to justify these dogs in the background but (laughs) okay I am thinking about DMX right now, um, who was just buried last weekend, last weekend, some point this past week, somewhere in there, um, who died. I, I don't know, I guess, what the official cause of death is, but it, like, I don't know if they put overdose as the official cause of death or like, you know, heart attack as a result of overdose. Mm. Um, but he had been struggling with addiction for a long time and all of his friends and colleagues say he was in a lot of pain for the entirety of his life and went through a lot of trauma and is I think is a is a very gritty New York rapper who made commercial fame by being himself right there's a lot of like like y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here up in here like everyone knows that you know what I mean like yeah (laughs) and when I read when I when I heard you read he is lord of all and then when I read the whole passage and the and the dog started barking that's who I thought about because I feel like he was so committed to I'm trying to find a good line he was so committed to being a believer, right? And like being in the number in the way that this scripture sort of brings out. Mm. He was so committed that I feel like people's response to him is similar to the response of, surely no one can stop them from being baptized with water, can they? These people receive the Holy Spirit. Like, I feel like there was a lot of like DMX though. DMX is praying. And it and and I feel moved by it. Mm. This DMX who rapped about this, this and this, like he has a lyric that's like, "I'm not a nice person." <laughs> like just all of a sudden, the beat is like he's like acapella, like I am not a nice person <laughs> in the song, right? Like this this person, this guy, right? With all of these kids and like these quote unquote failed relationships, like yeah. Jesus is Lord of all. Mm. Like I'm really learning God doesn't show partiality. I'm learning for real that everybody is a part of this. Mm -hmm. People say, right, kingdom, right? Not kingdom, but like kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Like every, like everybody's in here. And it's like, y'all know from, you know, from from Judea to Yonkers, like from, (laughs) you know, like, everyone's included and I don't know that's what that's what stuck out to me and maybe that's not a bad reminder to have no it's 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 not a bad reminder it's that's beautiful what I don't what I'm of course resisting doing is like 
everyone's in the kingdom, including, including this, like all of the people that were in court with me today that were a part of outcomes that made me upset and be in court all day long. You know, like those people too are a part of it. And it's just like, really? I mean, yeah, they're a part of it, but it's, I think that's part of why we're reminded of like who Jesus is and what Jesus did, you know, like we have this understanding that Jesus traveled around doing good, doing good and healing everyone oppressed by the devil because God was with him. And then like this rundown of like what that meant and like being with God and being filled with the Holy spirit means being against the devil and oppression, mm-hmm. you know, um, doesn't mean you have to be against other people necessarily, but like you can sure be against what they're doing. We're all in this together and we're all a part of this and you don't get to bring oppression to the table. Like yeah. you can come to the table, but you do not get to bring oppression to the table. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And and I think it's really important also like we have this this rundown of who Jesus is and what Jesus did and they killed him, right? But God raised him up. We witnessed and this same Jesus who they killed, you know, the same Jesus who mm. um the same Jesus who traveled around good and healing everyone oppressed by the devil. That's the one who is the judge of the living and the dead. That's, that's the one, right? And that's the one we're following. And that's when the one that you're invited to follow. Um, that's the one who says that you, you know, the, the Holy Spirit who empowered Jesus to do these things um, it's the same one that says there is no one who is clean and unclean, and yet there is still a clear distinction of, of which side Jesus is on. You use the word invitation, mm-hmm. and that just like, again, maybe it's because I'm tired, but that just blew my mind because it's like, whoa, if we read this as an invitation, I don't know. I don't know what I was coming into this episode with, but like, I'm liking this. I'm liking this like open arms, invitation, everyone sit at the table, give your baggage over to Jesus because it's not welcome at the table. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> right? like leave your oppression bag at the door because we all do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's like leave your oppression bag at the door, pick up, pick up forgiveness and like take a seat yeah and in chapter 10 we have sorry in chapter 2 we have like the the jewish believers who are um filled with the holy spirit and they start speaking in other languages um and that's sort of they're speaking to other jewish people from throughout the the diaspora right and here we have gentiles who are also speaking further like not even just these gentiles but like we're gonna reach out even further for other people like the that the holy spirit just invites and invites and invites like it keeps going so it's not just even these people right here but like 
what other languages, what other, who else could I be talking to right now? And like, that's part of the mark of the Holy Spirit is like, who else can I connect with? Mm. Um, I just, I just think that's really like it, like there's a, there's a relentlessness in some ways mm. to what the Holy Spirit um, does and what the Holy Spirit asks of you and how like the mark of the Holy Spirit is that you are in communication with people you never expected that you would be like that's what it means to be following God and in in God's spirit is is you are in communion with people that you thought were unclean Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you thought this wasn't gonna work like this you thought that maybe maybe you were past this or maybe you know there was somebody else like not not those people right not not those people and god's like yeah you speak their language now <laughs> like mm. or you're going to this is good this is good in a way i didn't expect like that like this is not my typical like jump up and down good but this is like this is a nice little cool breeze like this is a nice reminder I just can't get over that. What are what are you seeing? I like everything that you're saying and it's but it just feels like such a big deal. You know, we if we're going to talk about acts, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and we're going to talk about the speaking in other languages, right? Or the speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Like that's about it. <laughs> I feel like growing up in my tradition like that's all you gonna get and I am in this moment understanding that differently and it's just really powerful because because I'm not I don't mean to suggest that it wasn't preached that way before but there's a weight to this how you're talking about it Isaiah especially in conjunction with right context context matters that is really like it's just the point of inclusion is so strong and the point of inclusion that isn't assimilation is so strong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because it is not and you are a part of this because you get circumcised or because you speak our language now or because you don't eat this thing yeah you are a part of this because you are a part, a part of this. Like, I just feel like that's so compelling in, in a reality where we, especially the two of us and in, in, in our identity spend so much time like code swishing and having to navigate, right? And having to, to compromise without Like, I don't even know that we are like conscious of it, you know, Mm -hmm. to see something that's like, uh, uh, you, you're a part of this, Mm. you and the fullness of who you are, the Holy, the Holy spirit falls on you. You were chosen beforehand, you know, it feels comforting, frankly, it feels comforting it feels like a, I feel like, yeah, just I'm so often these days reading the text to try to remind myself that God 
gives a shit about black people, right? Or God gives a shit about, you know, especially black trans children. Hmm. And I just feel like I don't have to fight with this text. Like, I feel like as you were talking about it, this text is just, it's, it's like a blanket and it's like, come sit. Like, that is what I'm, that's what I see as I look at the layout, even of these paragraphs. I know that's weird to explain, but yeah. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. What do you see in the paragraphs? It's like, I can, it's like, I look at it, you know, it's not really there, right? This is like in my imagination, but it's like, when I look at my screen, like I'm looking at a blanket. I'm looking at a blanket on some grass that's like, yep, come sit. Mm. That's what I see. That's what I see with the inclusion of 34. Because the way it's laid out for those who who are going to, you know, look at the text, especially on like a laptop or whatever, it's like 44 is a much smaller paragraph. Like the paragraph that starts at 44 is much smaller. But when you add 34, you get like this fullness. Mm-hmm. Right, it takes up more space on the page. And it's almost as if that is like, it just looks like a blanket to me. Oh, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I can I can see it in my paper Bible. Like it is the better, it's more than half the column. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I keep looking at like anointed with the Holy Spirit and endowed with power. Mm-hmm. and that's just like yes like Jesus like Jesus was able and therefore is able doing good and healing everyone oppressed by the devil like oh I don't know there's freedom in the invitation there's mm-hmm. freedom in the inclusion there's freedom in the in like the reminder of what of what has been overcome mm-hmm. like there's freedom in the complexity and the diversity and the you know and the difference there's freedom in jesus there's freedom in jesus's name right baptized in the name of jesus mm-hmm. yeah uh, this is getting me excited about acts as a whole like i i agree with you pentecost was the only time we read acts really as a kid but like we also have i mean the thing that's so incredible to me about acts is that they're in chapter eight just a couple of chapters before this we have this person this dignitary from ethiopia who is described as a eunuch right Mm -hmm. and he gets baptized Mm -hmm. and what he says is look water this is chapter chapter 8 verse 37 he says look water what would keep me from being baptized and then he ordered the carriage to be a halt so he's like he's not asking (laughs) he's not asking to be baptized he's like no it's this is for me like so here's a person who is a you know is this this queer person from another part of the world who is not worried about whether or not he's worthy because he knows he is and like he's one of the first people to get baptized because he's like yeah this is for me 
Um, and then that same question basically is repeated in chapter 10, like where Peter says, um, surely no one can stop them from being baptized with water, can they? Like, mm-hmm. what, what could stop me? Mm-hmm. What could stop me? Do you want to talk about how we know this is a clearly queer person? Well, so, I mean, queer in a, in a broad sense. Because, because I agree. And it's so good for the inclusion. Because you're right. Axe does this beautiful job of weaving in these truths. So I just wanted to bolster it. Yeah. Well, so a eunuch is a person who is basically, and Jesus says something, I don't remember what gospel it is, but he, Jesus has this line about like, some people are born eunuchs, some people are made eunuchs, and some people are eunuchs by choice. Um, and some people point to that passage to be like, look, Jesus understands that like, so that's, that's thinking about a eunuch as somebody who procreates, right? Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, who, mm-hmm. for the most part, somebody who has a penis, who, um, he, who either no longer has it or is not using it to procreate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so like, if Jesus in that passage is saying like, I mean, we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place, but in that passage, somebody who was a eunuch would be kept out of the temple because they were not pure because mm-hmm. they didn't have um they didn't have their testicles basically mm-hmm. and so that means that you're you're not pure so you can't come in and jesus is like nope you can you are gonna be up there in heaven like you don't need to worry about it like or maybe not up there in heaven, but in the kingdom of God, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Which is not the same as up there in heaven. I was being a little too flippant there. Um, But so that's Jesus, right? That's just straight Jesus. Yeah. So then we have have this this dignitary in Acts chapter eight, um, who part of, I mean, this is part of the politics of oppression born out on a person's body, right? To become a eunuch is not something that you want to have happen to you is something that's inflicted upon you typically as a young child in the service of another person right and so and it it's something that causes can cause real damage to your to your body like you need gonads like they do things that are important for growth in the body um to not have them makes a body suffer um, the fact that the eunuch has has gotten th- this far in life um, without dying early is a testament to to his own strength, right? Like that he um, he has endured something traumatic and he has lived through much longer than than most people probably would because he's reached adulthood, and um, he has become he's he's entrusted with power because he is not he's because he is unmanned essentially he is a queer he's a queer figure he is more able to be trusted in his otherness because he is not a threat because he he can't produce an heir he can't um his power plays are gonna end up being futile um because he doesn't have anybody to inherit so so he's trustworthy because um, somebody has has 
harmed his body right and mm-hmm. made him such so he can be in the service of of another and yet at the same time we have this survival and we have a queerness because we have a person whose gender is not um does not conform to the binary we've mm. got a person who is living a life that is its own identity this person has a different gendered role and that the person and that this is a role that is looked down upon that this is a this is an abased power it's it's a humiliated power because it is tr- trusted to the eunuch because you know can't do anything with uh-huh. it essentially uh-huh. right and so the thing that's so beautiful is that the the, the person in chapter 8 doesn't ask for permission right isn't worried about whether or not i can have this thing it's like this is this is what's going to happen like i what's going to stop me from being baptized like here's some water like um I just think that understanding a person who like who has handled the bodily violences and humiliations of of queerness which it's not to which is not to say that that everything about queerness is is violence or humiliation right right, right. but that like we don't even know this person's name what we know is like that they don't have gonads right, right? what we know about this person is the violence and for them to be able to do this really embodied ritual of yeah. baptism yeah is to make a significant statement yeah yeah and to take it on and to say no this is this is mine and um, that i am welcome here yeah in this water i am you know i am made new i am not there's nothing too broken to harm to whatever in this in this water i i too receive the power of the baptism yeah there's nothing you know god do not call something unclean that god calls clean like there's no he is lord of all there's there's no concern about whether or not this person is is too impure to enter into the temple or into into the water right like or into the water baby that's right that's right so jumped a little bit all over the place but um thank you for thank you for enduring my rambling there i think Um, it was good i think i mean we continue to sort of take seriously the fact that context matters we can't read these texts in isolation and the reason why 34 through 48 is so powerful is because of the other information that we know right and because of the other information that we have Especially because if we can read 44 to 48 standing alone, I mean, it's like, it's a height, but boy, is it made better with, you know, more information and more context. And, and I just think that there, there's something so, you know, I am, I am Baptist. And so there's something so intensely beautiful about baptism. There is something so intense, intensely gripping about singing songs like take me to the water. There's Mm. something um, that causes us to reflect on African religious traditions, on traditions of pouring libations, on traditions of, you know, that are water centered on um, traditions of sort of escape and freedom via water, mm. right? That all come to mind simply because 
you took the time to be thoughtful about the context and talk about the other person and their relationship to the water and what doors that opens for imagination about about what freedom looks like and you know historically and in the future Hmm. you know like that's not a little thing so like yeah listeners we talked about a lot of things because we had to in order to do justice to the text that I think is telling us read all of me (laughs) (laughs) right and also everybody everybody has a seat at the table everybody has a seat at the table Everybody, everybody gets baptized. Like, everybody gets water. baptized. Get some, everybody, everybody gets baptized. Like, everybody get gets baptized. You get baptized. Everybody gets some water. Yeah. There's no level of brokenness, of violence, of harm done to you or harm that you have done. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus traveled around doing good and healing everyone oppressed by the devil. No matter how that was manifest. You know, mm-hmm. thank you, friend. I'm ready for the benediction if you are. Friends, surely no one can stop us. So go. Live as free people. Knowing that God, through Jesus Christ, traveled around doing good and healing everyone oppressed. Yes, God. Live as free people. And keep the faith, baby. Under God was created by Jackie Newsom and Isaiah Lewis. Our music is by Broke for Free. If you have questions, just call us because you probably know us and have our phone number. <laughs>